Hello and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. And today we'll be talking about Mother's Day. This is Randy, and I'll share a Mother's Day quiz with everyone. This is Beth, and I'm going to be talking about Mother's Day history. This is Cole, and I'm going to be talking a little bit about the restaurant industry and Mother's Day. And this is Sydney, and I will be sharing a game that I made up titled, How Well Do You Know Mom? Very fun sounding. <laughs> Meaning Beth, in, yes. in this case. We don't know your mom, so we really couldn't say anything about that. But as always, we will begin with holiday happenings, and we have several this week. For one, today is Easter. Happy, Happy Easter. Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. So today we went to church in the morning, as we do on Easter, together and with friends. And Beth is currently cooking our Easter dinner of ham, etc. <laughs> and a fun Easter gift to me is that my mom actually got to spend a couple more days with us. It turns out that it was raining pretty hard in Pennsylvania and the area that she lives in flooded. So that meant we got to keep her for a couple more days and she got to spend Easter with us. Great, Very an fun. unexpected surprise. And today and tomorrow, I think, are supposed to be nice days. It's sunny out right now. We also had an opportunity to do some more Easter egg decorating yesterday. Sydney, on one of the podcasts, reviewed three different Easter egg decorating kits. That's right. I got to try two other ones yesterday. One was one of the foaming Easter egg decorating kits, and the other one was like a glazing or... Um, Does it look more metallic? Yeah, like, yeah. Like shiny? Shiny. So... The foam one was extremely messy, yes. um, but it worked pretty effectively where you make this foam and you layer it on a cookie sheet or a, you know, on a flat surface and then you put the dye in it and then you put the eggs into the foam and you have this big amount of foam over each egg and then you let that sit to the side. Is it, am I explaining that well? Yes. Did they give you the plastic gloves to put on? Yes. In the kit? Yes. Because it looked very messy. It was very messy. Yes. It's foam, and you let it sit for five to ten minutes in the foam while it's sitting kind of to the side after you foamed it up. And then you take it over to the sink and you rinse it off with cold water, and then all the colors are on the eggshell, which is very pretty. It was um, very pretty. Because you are mixing green blue and red together because I didn't know any better. I kind of mixed them pretty well together. All of them come out very purpley. Yes. Had I known, I would have separated the foam sections out a little bit differently than they had suggested to keep the colors separate. But there was a lot of color in it. Yeah, there was still sort of swirls and patterns. There were. And that's the the fun thing about the foam is that it's not one solid color. Right, and it's easy to do. You get that swirl kind of color. Yeah. Maybe not easy to do in like in mass. Right. Like it's not a large quantity no. decorating. No. You might be able to do 12. I did six. You might be able to do 12 out of those. Definitely very messy, but effective. And the other one I did was the metallicized one, which basically what it said was dye your eggs, let them dry, and then paint them with this metallic paint. It's really what it ended up being. The issues I found with that were that the paintbrush they gave was so thin that it took forever to paint one <laughs> egg. Yeah. So I think I did like four of them and just to kind of see. And it did metallicize them. They did look it's just shiny. It took forever. Um, and very pretty, but it did take forever. The other thing I did, though, that was, I wish I had done years ago, 
was put two tablets in every cup instead of just one as suggested mm -hmm. and it made a huge difference all the colors just came out much more vibrant they so, were very pretty yeah so that was good the other thing we had the opportunity to do with beth's mom here this week was to go to several craft stores like hobby lobby michael's and other stores like home goods target and just a couple things that we noted about the Easter stuff was that it was almost all gone. Yes. This last week. Yes, yeah, so it was like down to one shelf. <laughs> yeah, one shelf pretty much and probably about 40% off. It wasn't even like at the high percentage off yet. Mm -hmm. But a lot of Memorial Day stuff is in place now. A lot yeah. of summer kind of stuff is in place now. So that stuff moved off the shelf pretty quickly. And then the last thing was we had some birthday fun with the Andersons last night. We sure did. And Beth had a um, opportunity to get Mrs. Anderson. But why don't you tell them kind of what you guys do back okay. and forth each year? So each year, Trish and I get twenty-five dollars bills and find a creative way to give that to each other. So through the years, we've had things like I put $25 bills in balloons and then put the balloons in a big box and wrap the big box so it can get a little more involved. The more you do it, the harder it is to find ways to give. There's $25. What's one that Trish has done for you that's been fun? Well, one year, and this is so sweet, one year we had this family fun day at church and these random people kept coming up and handing me roses and they'd hand me a rose and say happy birthday. Just all these different people were coming over. I'm like, thank you? Thank you. Like, who's doing this? Never entered my mind. Well, it was Trish. And then she brought over this vase, and it was filled with $1 bills, I think, with little um, red ribbons. Were they red roses? Were they all red yes. roses? Yes, they're all red they roses that she had given to other yes. people to give to you. And tell me happy birthday. Aww. So that was a lot of fun mm -hmm. for me. And then another thing she's very creative that she did that was incredible was she made 25 cookies about my life that's right and some she had cookie cutters for and some she didn't so she made these cookies she thought of the different events in my life she made the cookies and she decorated each one of them yeah like elaborately like mm -hmm. they were gorgeous and they were really tasty too yeah they were really amazing. they were amazing like you said she had some of the cookie cutters but she had to freeform several of them yeah, and that was 25 of them. Yeah, yeah. All different parts of your life, like being in Texas, being in Virginia, Pennsylvania. I think there's something about marriage. Marriage, the dog, my dog, or the cats. Oh, yeah, the cats, cats were in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just a lot of different aspects. All kinds of different things. So that was, that was pretty cool. Another thing she did was I went into my office one year, and she had put up wrapping paper that looked tropical. And she had made the dollar bills into butterflies. And they were sticking all over my wall. Yeah. On the, on the paper. Cute. I forget how she gave me the dollar bills for the cookies. They weren't inside the cookies. No, they weren't. I think it was just in the card. I think. Uh, but our she, focus was so much on the cookies that I don't remember. I know. But she, she, I'm sure she did something, though, because there's always something with the dollar right. bills. We never just give each other dollar bills. So there was probably something in there. Trish, if you're listening, you'll have to let her know. I know. <laughs> I know. Text her something. Remind her. That's right. We were looking through old pictures, trying to figure out how far back this dates. And it looks like it dates back to 2012. Right. That's as far back as we could find it. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. And last year, she made me a little room with origami cats in it and like it has, a little diorama yeah it has like a window in it and it has balls of yarn and 
So she's quite creative. But this year, I had a lot of fun looking for stuff. I found little suitcases. They were like little suitcase treat boxes that I got from Amazon. I got 25 of them. And then I made little origami dollar bill shirts to go in the suitcases. But then when I put them in, it was like, oh, that's kind of plain. So I thought, I'll wrap them in tissue paper. So then I put a, a pretty flower on top of each one. As well as a ribbon. But then I thought it needed some ribbon. So each one got tied with ribbon, had a little flower on top, got put in the suitcase. Then it needed a little stuffing. So I put some stuffing in the suitcase with it. <laughs> so it kind of, kind of snowballed, but it was really fun. And then we went and found the perfect suitcase to put the suitcases in. Yeah. It was this world theme, It's right? like a, a world vintage map, map. Yes. Yeah, so it was like this little vintage-looking trunk. And the little suitcases that you bought were also very vintage-looking. Exactly, which is very Trish. That's one of the reasons I got excited. She likes vintage things. And then what did you put on each and every single little suitcase? And then on each, <laughs> each suitcase, there was like a little tag. So I put something about her on each suitcase. Like she's smart she's funny she's actually in we like personality kind of things myers-briggs so she's an istj so that went on one Mm -hmm. she's a thinker she's rational she's all kinds of different things that she is so i came up with those two so got that all packed up wrapped it in vintage looking paper found a card that matched it was just it was just perfect it all came together it did so i was very excited so she got that last night with her chocolate cake with peanut butter frosting also. That's right. So last night was celebrating Trish. Very fun that you guys get to do that with each other, and it's a nice tradition yeah. that you have, where uh, both of you like doing it for each other yeah. for every birthday. Right. So moving into the first topic area of today on Mother's Day, I'll start us off with a group quiz. So I've given you a pen and sticky note in front of you for you to keep your own scores, but you have to be honest. You can't <laughs> cheat at all. I'll ask the question. You write down your answer, it's usually one, two, or three, and then you keep score of how well you did. All right, okay. you ready? Mm-hmm. What day in May is Mother's Day observed in the U.S.? First Sunday, second Sunday, last Sunday. And the answer is two, second Sunday. Yay! Yeah. Okay, so give yourself a point if you got that right. Number two, second question. Who created the American tradition of Mother's Day? Ooh. Your three answers. One, Anna Jarvis. Two, Harriet Beecher Stowe. Three, Susan B. Anthony. Everyone ready? Yes. Answer is Anna Jarvis. Okay. I'm just thinking, I just did the history I, of this. I know, so but... I'm not saying anything, but I'm getting all the answers right now. <laughs> <Okay>. Humble Number, brag. <laughs> Number three. This is a true or false. True or false, the founder of the contemporary version of Mother's Day never had children. True is one, false is two. True. Yay! Yep. Yep. Got it right. But you already knew that. <laughs> I did! Fourth question. When was Mother's Day first observed in the United States? Number one was 1906. Number two, 1908. Number three, 1910. Don't look at your paper, Beth. I know! I'm like, which one? 1906. 1908 or 1910? Now I have to remember. Okay, the answer is 1908. Got it right. Fifth question. Which flower represents Mother's Day in the U.S.? 
Number one, carnations. Number two, roses. Number three, lilies. Ooh. All right, I'll just guess. That's what we're all doing here, <laughs> except yeah. for mom. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, the answer is number one, carnations. Oh, I knew that. Anna Jarvis selected white carnations for the holiday because they were her mother's favorite flower. I was thinking that because roses are usually Valentine's right. Day and I think lilies are Easter. Yeah, that's true. So just by yeah. process of elimination. Right. Okay, sixth question. What is the average number of children that American mothers have? Number one is 1.01. <laughs> number two is 2.01. Number three is 3.01. And the answer is two, 2.01. Global average is slightly higher at 2.43 children born per mother. Number seven, what U.S. president officially established Mother's Day? One, William Taft. Two, Warren Harding. Three, Woodrow Wilson. So the answer is three, Woodrow Wilson. On May 9th, 1914, he proclaimed the second Sunday in May each year as Mother's Day. I'm struggling with that one. Number is that number eight? That yes. is number seven. Seven. So eight's the next one though? Yep. Yeah. Eight. What day of the week has the highest birth rate in the United States? Number one, Tuesday. Number two, Wednesday. Number three, Thursday. The correct answer is number one, Tuesday. Oh. The second highest birth rate is Thursday. Boy, I would have gotten the second highest. I know, birth. me too. That's what I guess. Number nine. Which two states were first to observe Mother's Day? Number one, Pennsylvania and Ohio. Number two, Ohio and West Virginia. Number three, Pennsylvania and West Virginia. So, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Uh, Yeah, I'm done. Okay, number three answer is three, Pennsylvania and West Virginia. I'm sure glad I did the history. (laughs) This is making this game a lot of fun. (laughs) Question 10. Which month has the highest birth rate in the United States? Number one, August. Number two, July. Number three, October. And the answer is one, August, followed by July. Number 11. Mother's Day accounts for what percentage of annual flower purchases? Number one, 15%. Number two, 20%. Number three, 25%. 25%, three is the right answer. Interesting. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. I bet this wasn't in your studies, Beth. Number 12. How many babies are born to U.S. mothers each year? Number 1, 1.9 million. Number 2, 2.9 million. Number 3, 3.9 million. I have no clue. The answer is 3.9 million. Number 3. Number 3. Interesting. And, And then the last one we'll do for this one, which is actually related to Cole's topic... How many Americans are expected to take mom out to eat on Mother's Day? Number one, 20 million. Number two, 40 million. Number three, 80 million. <laughs> and with a lot of these questions, it's always the biggest number, 80 million. Really? <laughs> yep. Wow. Yep. So cut out your right answers. That was an easy one for me. <laughs> That's crazy. Because it's something close to 92 million this year. So I got 10 right. I got four. I got five. But I just studied the history. I know. I know. They all count. They just for fun. Okay. (laughs) One of the things I thought was interesting to do this quiz before you do the history of Mother's Day is because I don't know a lot about the history of Mother's Day, even though we celebrate it each year. So I thought 
it would be interesting to do the quiz, you know, and then also learn more about the history in general. Yeah, good idea. The history of Mother's Day is very interesting. I'm going to talk about three of the women who, from a historical standpoint, helped move the Mother's Day holiday along. A lot of my information comes from history.com and nationalwomenshistoryalliance.org. The first one I'm going to talk about is Anne Reeves Jarvis. The origins of Mother's Day, as celebrated in the United States, date back to the 19th century. In the years before the Civil War, Anne Reeves Jarvis of West Virginia helped start Mother's Day work clubs to teach local women how to properly care for their children and to improve the sanitation and avert deaths from disease-bearing insects and seepage of polluted water. Wow. (laughs) Sounds good so far, huh? Throughout the Civil War, Anne Reeves Jarvis organized women's brigades, asked her workers to do all they could without regard for which side the men had chosen. And in 1868, she took the initiative to heal the bitter rifts between her Confederate and Union neighbors. She was somebody who was willing to get in there, organize, and she was also unique in that because she was in West Virginia, there were strong feelings for both the Confederate and the Union sides. That was in 1858 and 1868. So the next person is Julia Ward Howe, and the date given here is 1872. Howe wanted to establish a special day for mothers following unsuccessful efforts to pull together an international pacifist conference after the Franco-Prussian War, Howe began to think of global appeal to women. Howe's version of Mother's Day, which served as an occasion for advocating peace internationally, was held successfully in Boston and elsewhere for several years, but eventually lost popularity and disappeared from public notice in the years preceding World War I. Now, you mentioned something really interesting in there, and I'd like you to elaborate on that. What was the Franco-Prussian War? Could you tell us more about that? I would love to, but I'm sorry, honey. There is not enough time. That sounds sounds a lot more interesting than whatever's going (laughs) on here. We'll have to save that for our Holiday Moons Franco-Prussian War podcast. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah. So she tried to do an international peace thing, had moderate success, faded out. So Julia Ward Howe gave it a good shot. Yeah, and... You know, just to admire her efforts, this was before the internet, before social media. So this was a lot harder to gather together people from an international standpoint back then. Right, right. The third woman I'm going to talk about, and the date here is 1905, is Anna Jarvis. Now, Anna Jarvis is the daughter of the first one I talked about, Anne Reeves Jarvis. So I thought that was interesting. Anna Jarvis wanted to come up with a way to honor mothers after her mom had died in 1905. So she came up with Mother's Day as a way of honoring the sacrifices that mothers made for their children. So this is descendant of other Anna Jarvis? Yes, this is the daughter of the first one I talked about, Anne Reeves Jarvis. So this is Anna Jarvis. Anne Jarvis and Anna Jarvis. Pretty close. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty close. So you have kind of to... Happily, the Anne Jarvis had the Anne Reeves Jarvis. That's why I keep saying all three names for her. Mm -hmm. So, 
The official first Mother's Day celebration was in May 1908 at a Methodist church in Grafton, West Virginia, where Anna Jarvis's mom, Ann Reeves Jarvis, had taught Sunday school. That same day, a special Mother's Day service event at the Wanamaker's, and if I'm saying that incorrectly, somebody can correct me, but it's at the Wanamaker's Auditorium in Philadelphia. And it said they could seat no more than a third of the people that came because like 15,000 people showed up. Wow. Which is a huge number for this. Mm -hmm. Following the success of her first Mother's Day event, Jarvis, who remained unmarried and childless her whole life, resolved to see her holiday added to the national calendar. Arguing that American holidays were biased toward male achievements, she started a massive letter-writing campaign to newspapers and prominent politicians urging the adoption of a special day honoring motherhood. And we go back to, this is back to writing campaigns, right? Yes. Harder to do. The custom spread to churches in 45 states and in Puerto Rico, Hawaii, Mexico, and Canada. The governor of West Virginia proclaimed Mother's Day in 1912. Pennsylvania's governor in 1913 did the same. And the following year, 1914, saw the Congressional Resolution, which was promptly signed by President Woodrow Wilson, officially establishing Mother's Day nationally on the second Sunday in May. Now, as a follow-up to this incredible achievement, Anna Jarvis partnered with Floris to make the white carnation kind of the badge of Mother's Day. But once this became popular and once it became national, the Floris card companies, candy companies, confectionery companies, they all jumped on board and made this a very commercial opportunity for them Mm -hmm. and an opportunity for other people to give moms gifts. But it went against what Jarvis wanted to do. So she spent the rest of her life trying to get it back out of the national calendar, which is just sad. I found that she launched countless lawsuits against groups that had used the name Mother's Day eventually spending most of her personal wealth in legal fees. Yeah, she was really against the commercialization of this event. (laughs) By the time of her death in 1948, she had disowned the holiday altogether and even actively lobbied the government to see it removed from the National American calendar. So one of the things I found in this quiz that the question we didn't go over was who anonymously paid for the care of Anna Jarvis or Anna Jarvis at the end of her life? The florist exchange. So even though she was really against the commercialization of it, in the end, the florist exchange, which was one of the major commercializers of this holiday, paid for her care towards the end of her life. Isn't that amazing? Because she used all her wealth. So the other thing I found was, in looking at the history of Mother's Day, that a lot of the core ideas stem from something called Mothering Day in England in the United Kingdom. That history actually dates back to the 16th century. It was celebrated by Catholic and Protestant Christians throughout Europe. It began at a time when children were often taken as servants for noble families, and they didn't have regular visiting times back with their families due to the need to work to provide for their families. 
So Mothering Day allowed them to visit their home church, their mother church, once a year and spend the day with their families. That's, so I thought that was interesting. That's nice and sad. Yeah, and the kids would pick wildflowers on their way to church to give to their mom. So the United Kingdom, at about the same time that Anna Jarvis was bringing this to the United States, they revived Mothering Sunday with the concept of visiting your mother church or your church of your childhood. But because of the wars and so much interchange between the United States and Great Britain, that pretty much their Mother's Day looks like our Mother's Day now. Right. And in the end, you know, I found that in the United States, Mother's Day continues to be celebrated by presenting mothers and other women with gifts and flowers, and it has become one of the biggest holidays for consumer spending. Families also celebrate by giving mothers a day off from activities like cooking or other household chores, which is why how many of them get taken out to restaurants? 80 million? It's crazy because my first job was at a restaurant, and I did not realize that for restaurants, Mother's Day is the busiest day of the year. Like, I guess, you know, it makes sense once you hear it, but it's not the kind of thing that you would think of right. on your own because Mother's Day isn't a huge national holiday like Easter or Christmas or something like that. Right. It's not as commercialized. Like, right. there isn't a Charlie Brown special about it, is there? Oh, uh, there could be. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Presents for pretty moms? No, probably not because I think we determined in the past that anything with an adult, as far as the holiday goes wouldn't have a special because they don't have adults in the peanuts. Right. Right. So a Mother's Day special wouldn't make sense because there'd be a lot of wah, wah, wah. Well, no, but they could be getting things for Mom. Yeah, but I think that there's no Mother's Day, no Father's Day. Yeah, I don't remember them either. But the first day that you worked was on Mother's Day. No, my second day that I worked was on Mother's Day. You had a whole day to train. I did. I had a whole day to train. I didn't actually get much training. I got about... (laughs) I want to say 10 minutes of training. (laughs) Yep. So Mother's Day, busiest day of the year for restaurants. We will typically go out for Mother's Day. Where do we typically go for Mother's Day? A lot of times we would do like a lunch. Because so many people are out at dinner. We we tried to to do kind of a little off hour, like a a late lunch or an early dinner is what we've tried to do in the past. And that seems to work pretty well as far as most restaurants. And we really have left it up to you. As far as where you want to go, do yeah. you remember places we've gone? At? It's probably. I think there's a there's an Irish pub. Did we go there one year? To Nana's. Yeah. I think the we Irish went there pub. one Nana's year. Irish pub. Mm-hmm. Yep. We went and to Cracker Barrel. We've gone to Applebee's. I don't think we've gone to Roma's. You really like Roma's. I do really like Roma's. <laughs> Might be a good place to go this year. I know. You, <laughs> I think we've literally been talking about that all week. I know. <laughs> I know. I think we've gone to the Outback. Carabas. Yeah, probably. Uh, there's not yeah, just the one place that... Texas yeah. Steakhouse when it was here. So it yeah. sounds like we've been to a variety of places. <laughs> over here. Yeah. Yes. But it's interesting that you uh, you mentioned the time because I'm looking on blog.reserve.com right now and they actually have the statistics here of when most people go to eat on Mother's Day. Okay. Wow. What is that? So it's something like... 1.58% go for breakfast. 1%? One, 1.5%? One 1.5% <laughs> go for, for breakfast. breakfast. Okay. Yeah. That's so, it. So That's because mothers are sleeping in. Because it's a sleeping in day. Oh. Well, or church day, yeah. Church. Right. Yeah, it's church. Church That's or right. sleeping in. Sleeping yeah. in. Dad's taking care of the kids that morning. This is 2017 data report. Yeah. So I know that 
Christmas and Easter are big days at church, but Mother's Day actually ends up being a big day at church because it's a day when their kids can't say no when mom says, hey, I want everybody to come to church. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I always thought that was funny. That is yeah. funny. I mean, if you do say no, that's pretty It's one of those mom. things that I wouldn't really think of, but makes sense mm-hmm. uh, when you say it. Mom yeah. or grandma says, hey, it's church day today. Yeah. You're, You're like, okay. all right, I guess I, the least I can do is go to church. Yeah. <laughs> what I want for Mother's Day is just for my family to come to church. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, who can deny that? It's a right. guilt trip. Um, so then it goes up to 10.72% for lunch. Okay. Oh, I thought that would have been way more than that. Okay. Yep. You want to guess the next most? Well, it'd be like 89% or 85%. How many categories there, are there? There's two left. Oh, oh, there's two categories? Two categories left. left. Oh. 20? What are they? Dinner and brunch. Oh. Okay, I dinner. Bet lunch or brunch. I bet the most is brunch. I bet so, too. Because like after church, then you take 50% are brunch, and then whatever the... Rest like, of the Yeah, maybe. 20%. Yeah. It's actually 41.5% for brunch, and... 46.17% for dinner. Oh, so, yeah. so closer than I thought. Yeah, so it's very close for brunch and dinner, but they dominate the day. Like, lunch and breakfast is very marginal. Well, maybe good for restaurants to get a little bit of a break between brunch and dinner then. Yep, maybe. That, that's true. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Except for people like us that are going to be didn't, there. Uh, <laughs> when I was there, it did not work out that way. And it didn't feel that way at it all? It did not feel that way It felt all. like an all-day thing? It was packed all, all day. day. You figure out pretty quickly if you are not well suited to working in the restaurant industry, right, that's true. especially on a day like that. Yes, it's kind of trial by fire, right? Right, it is. It's like boom. I think it was there. something like a sixteen-hour day. Yeah, and I know I was sad because it was Mother's Day, right? Right. <laughs> what are the other big days at restaurants? Do you know, days of the year. I mean, probably I'll, Valentine's Day. I'm guessing. Valentine's Day. Yeah. I imagine Valentine's Day. Um, Prom is huge at restaurants. Oh, yeah. Probably homecoming, too. Prom, like homecoming. That. So yeah. for that local area, whatever the prom day is. So or, whatever the, yeah. the local prom day is. And that can be good or bad because kids can either be good or bad as far as restaurants. But I imagine so. they're not, probably not great tippers. They're, right. they're not great tippers, but most of the time they're not terrible to serve. Oh, that's good. So just a few other Mother's Day statistics. About 58% of reservations are for three to six guests, and 7% of reservations are for crews of seven or more. So parties of one or two only make up about 35% of guests, and that's for brunch. 35% is pretty significant, though. Yeah. One or two people, I mean, that's but I, I two. guess it makes sense, the three to six being the biggest Right, group. yeah. Because a lot of families will fall into that range. Yeah. Brunch is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So then the most consumed Mother's Day food was... Ooh, let's guess. Oh. Uh, steak. So it's not going to be like specific food items. It's going to be like Chinese, Mexican... Oh, like categories. Barbecue. Oh, gotcha. It's like categories. For whatever the Mother's Day meal is. Oh, okay, okay. Um... Ooh, my it? guess is going to be southern food. Okay. Really? Yeah. For this area or for all America? Oh, all America. Um, oh, I'm going to say Italian. Italian number one? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So I'll say steakhouses. I'll say barbecue. 
Well, I don't really know. I guess this falls into barbecue and steak houses, but number one, it says 30% American. Yeah, that's probably like American steak food. Yeah. Yeah, Some yeah. core American food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then number two is Italian at 10%. Nice. Ah. We had the ones and the twos. We got the um, Then it's bar and lounge. And then seafood. For mothers? That they're girlfriends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's like mimosas there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's awesome. So then a last tidbit is that about 50% of all of the meals on Mother's Day are made by reservation. Which, if you think about it, is a lot of reservations. Yeah. I wonder if some places that don't normally take reservations take, take them, them that on day. On Mother's Day? Yeah, just to make it easier to plan. I think the four of us went to Clyde's one year. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right, and Clyde's is a much nicer place. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that till I was there. Were they still doing the special cupcakes back then? No, I don't think so. Oh, that's so. so sad. For a while, they had a cupcake chef. That. that was awesome. <laughs> that was the best. So, another little, I guess, quizzy kind of moment. There's three categories they have here of reservations. Ones that were made the day of the day before and the week before. That's funny. I'm going to pick the day before. I'm going to pick the day of. That's what I'm going to <laughs> For pick For the too. most, the day of. All right, so there are 18% were the day of. Okay. 10% were the day before. And 36% were within a week before. Oh, wow. Yeah. So a lot more yeah. planning than a lot more planning than I thought. I would have picked the day of or yeah. maybe the day before. I mean, I know there are men that run to... To 7-Eleven for Valentine's Day. No. So, so men <laughs> and children of. out there, don't be in the 10%. Right. <laughs> Think ahead. Make sure you get that reservation. Yeah, right. Don't be special. <laughs> That's right. Yep, so the restaurant's a very awesome place that you can go and take yeah. Take mom to yeah. enjoy herself. Just make sure that you're being nice to waiting staff. That's yeah. right. That's a good point. They are extremely busy and doing their best. Right. And imagine planning is so difficult. They could be running out of things too. I know they you could ex- also be running out you of things You guys would too. run out of stuff at the restaurant you we were would, at. Our restaurant was a little nicer so we had like cloth napkins. So when people were asking for, you know, could I get like three extra napkins? Or like, I can give you one napkin. <laughs> One extra. <laughs> or some paper, a little paper cocktail napkins <laughs> yeah, or something. Right. Some paper towels. Or so, something. Beth, you'll have to think about what restaurant you I want know. to go to this year. I know. Yeah, yeah. but that's what I thought. And a lot of that, you know, I like the idea of letting the mom pick where she wants to go rather than people guessing where she wants to right. go. Right, right. Yeah. It well, it's like to... the presence in the list thing that we were talking yeah. about before. Right. right, from previous podcasts. And also it comes down to how well you know your own mom. So let's start the game that I made up. <laughs> How well do you know mom, i.e. Beth Moon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't so know. So the let's participants see. will be Dad, Randy, and Cole. I will present a series of questions, a total of seven questions about mom. They will guess the answers to said questions, and then mom will tell them the correct answers. Now, they also have, like, fun little whiteboards that Cole gave us all. I'm not participating because I'm the facilitator, and mom will write writing answers. the answers on I her whiteboard. I wonder how well mom knows herself. Well, I'm sharing them with her <laughs> so that she knows what answers to her goal questions. <laughs> I know. Um, so this is very similar. If you've ever seen the Newlyweds game, this is basically the same thing. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like the Mother's so Day version. We're writing down, Dad and I are writing down our answers first. Private, and then, right? Yep, and then, and then Mom's going to give her so answer. So we're just going to go over each one. We're going to go <laughs> okay. over each one. And then just another disclaimer, and both me and Mom are like this. We have trouble picking a very specific single favorite thing. So oftentimes, a lot of these questions, most of these questions will have the word A in front <laughs> of the question. So because you'll the favorite is too hard for me. Right, right. So, I mean, we'll get there. Y'all will listen to it and know what we're talking about. Okay, question one. What is mom's favorite color? Okay. Do, 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 I'm pretty sure I know it. But if it's going to be something super specific, like Robin's no, egg it's blue. Not. I'm just going to have to go with my gut. <laughs> oh, I'm debating, but okay. okay. Okay, show us your answers. Oh, no, I guessed wrong. I know that. It's green, isn't it? Guess, yeah. guess I green. I almost switched to orange. Cole guess oh, blue. I do love orange. <laughs> <laughs> I almost switched. That's true. It needs to say a favorite. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Orange is also, orange would have also been acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Okay. Question two. What's a favorite animal for mom? Favorite animal? Yeah. What's her favorite animal? Like, not by name. Right, correct. (laughs) A favorite animal. Oh, my goodness. Um, Now, it's going to be easier because a lot of these are a favorite, right? So, you really just have to pick, like, one. That makes it impossible. No. (laughs) Reveal your answers. I said kittens. Dad says kittens. Cole says kitty cat. It's kittens. Kitty cats the same thing. Yeah, we'll give we'll give. Had to go with that. what do I think of mom watching on YouTube constantly? Yeah, oh, kitten videos. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. Question three: A favorite movie of mom's? Uh, well, it depends on the moment that she's yeah, thinking of. Like think about it five. now. Oh my goodness! All, All right. right, you know what? I'm gonna go with the one that you say you like. I think I hear you say the most. Very distinct. All right, show us your answers. Dad wrote Mamma Mia, Cole said Penguins of Madagascar. Oh, see. That's another one, though. What was the answer? Yes. Mamma Mia, here we go. Get see, but I feel like you're just in the mood for that one now. But that's exactly right. You go right. back to Penguins more than that's you go back exactly. to Mamma Mia. What did I say, Sydney? I was like, should it be Penguins of Madagascar <laughs> or should it be Mamma Mia? Here so we go again. I had to ask her if you could watch a movie right this second, which one would it right. be? Right. So it was the momentary. Yeah. Yes, it was. But, but I still feel like I won that. Penguins of Madagascar, you definitely get points for that because... Penguins of Madagascar, you can learn so much from that. Right. Question four. A favorite cat we've had of mom's. Wow, okay. That's um, a hard one, isn't it? I'm just trying to remember this cat's name. All right, okay. show us like your watching. answers. I answered Mocha. I answered Mocha. And the answer is... Mandarin. Mandarin. Oh, wow, we both got that one wrong. But Mocha, I love Mocha a lot too. It's just Mandarin was with us for 18 years. But see, that's why I picked Mocha. Because you would have had less like torturous time with Mocha <laughs> than you did with Mandarin. Mandarin was so smart. She was very smart. Very smart cat. Very orange. Yeah, she was very orange. Okay, question well. five. A favorite memory with dad. 
You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Favorite memory with I Dad? I definitely have just, a, okay. a disadvantage. Yes, you do. With Dad. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. Okay, yeah. You can sit out on this one, Cole, if you want to. I'm gonna guess something. Okay. Do it, Cole. Oh, gosh. At least, like, throw something out there, right? We're not really like, doing points. I feel like marriage is generic. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. I think that's well. How I mean, well there's just so many. About- yeah. There are. There are a lot of different memories out there. Yeah. I just pulled one of them. One of my favorites. All right. All right. Show us your answers. I wrote down Grand Floridian Trip. To Disney. I wrote down Cruise Ooh, to Germany. Man, that's rough. Ooh, okay. What was the answer? Answer... Very much a patrolman. So what? Okay, so I wrote down the time we went to Disney and we stayed at the Grand Floridian. And it was Cole, a surprise trip for and me. And it was a surprise trip for Beth. And then Cole wrote down the time we went with the Andersons on a river cruise in Germany. In Germany yep. yes. Both massive activities and yes. very fun. Yes. I wrote down something. <laughs> it was after we were married, we were at a zoo. And my mom was actually there with us. This is before Cole and I. Right. Yes. So. Early, very early in our 30 year marriage. Very yes. early. <laughs> so I was standing there. Mom and I were standing there. And we were tossing. You could you could purchase these bear munchies. These pellets. little bear pellets. Yeah. And so we were tossing them to him. Not the most successfully. So we were trying harder. And we were there for quite a while, long well, time. Well, and getting more and getting more <laughs> right. out of this little, like, um, it's almost like an old gumball machine. You yeah. put a quarter yeah. in and you get some more out. Yeah. So, so I was bored. So Randy came over and said, okay, okay, guys, that's the last one. And I was like, what? What, what are you, what are you, bear munchie patrolman? I didn't remember. I was just appalled. I was almost speechless. <laughs> you almost speechless. <laughs> So that was really funny, and then yeah. we've left. As about Rizzo that says, lot. "Not so speechless after all." That's <laughs> right. <laughs> you bear munchie patrolman. Okay, question six: a favorite memory with Cole. Favorite memory with Cole. Again, this could be so many. I know. This yes. could be so many. This is the one that's popping into my head, though. As it'll be interesting to see if it's the same one that popped into my head. All right, mm-hmm. ready? All right, show us your answers. I wrote down the time he wrote oh my gomies on his dresser in Magic Marker, meaning pajamas. Okay, and what he what was he doing? He was he was real little, and Randy said, "Beth, can you come here a minute?" So I went up, and he pointed to Cole was standing there, and he, it was a permanent marker that he had used. And Randy pointed to the drawer, the top of the drawer, and I, I looked and I said. Gomies? What are gomies? Because that's how it's spelled. Right. And Randy goes, jommies. And I started laughing. I'm like, I can't believe you even said jommies seriously. <laughs> I thought I can get it off. And just so the listener knows, if somebody does write on cabinets or furniture, 409 often will get it off. And that's what happened. That's right. And Cole was just organizing. Labeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't blame him. He is my son, and he did do a good job labeling his gummies. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wrote down Dinosaur Land, which is a local place that has a bunch of big statues of, like, dinosaurs and stuff. That you can walk around. That you can through. walk around. And uh, I remember you taking me there when I was little for a mom and son. Date. Time. Yeah. Yep. That there would be a daddy daughter date, and then um, Cole and I would go for a mommy son date at the same time. And we often went to Dinosaur Land. So very young. Yes, very young. Yes. Um, and the answer was <laughs> when Cole set me up to say the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> that was often. It was. 
<laughs> he would say, and just to give a listener context, because this was adorable. Because this was when, when I was, was very, very little. little. <laughs> yes. All Again. of this is when you're very little. I he still would, set you up for failure, but he would say, in a different way He now. would say, Mom, what animal uses echolocation? Is it... No, is it like bats? And he would like shake his head no. Or a deer and his eyes would light up and he'd nod. So I knew which one he wanted me to say. So I'd say, a deer? And he'd go, nope. <laughs> it's a bat. <laughs> so it was just really cute. Yeah. Yes. Very fun memories. Again, very fun memories. really could have been anything. Oh, it yeah. could have. Yeah. These are just things that popped into my head. Again, too. these are a favorite memory. Is the last one, what's her favorite memory with herself? No. Last one, number seven, a favorite memory with Sydney. Uh, okay, favorite memory with Sydney. Let's see. That could also be anything. All right, show us your answers. So I wrote down the time that when Sydney was very little, and actually your mom was there that time too. Yeah, that's right. And we were videotaping us decorating the tree. I was like and, two. And Sydney yeah. was two, and she was helping us real cute and little, and um, mommy said no to her. Well, no, I, what I said was, Honey, this is a very special ornament, so it's not to touch. It's just to look at. And her eyes got huge, and she she was such a sweet little girl. And she tried she tried to get around the Christmas tree the wrong way. It was it was up against a wall. And I yeah. Said, and and she wanted Randy, but Randy was past me. She didn't want to go past me. She was <laughs> mad at me. So I said, Sydney, you're going to have to go around this way to to reach Daddy. And she kept trying. I said, Sydney, you have to go around this no, way. No, you to said reach my. Full name. Sydney Elizabeth. Yes. I said, Sydney Elizabeth, you need to come around this way to reach Daddy. So she walked past me and went over and put her arms up. And when Randy reached out to pick her up, she said, Mommy, say no. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, I didn't. I just said it. (laughs) Very pathetic. (laughs) Adorable. So I wrote going to Houston with Sydney and... Yes. Visiting the Kincaids. That's she right. was her 16-year-old yeah, trip. Yeah, her 16-year-old mm-hmm. Sweet 16. Yep. Yeah, we went back down to Houston where Sydney was born. Mm-hmm. We went down to visit awesome friends, Mike and Holly Kincaid, Sarah, right. David, Lily. That's and we right. went to the beach with them, and mm-hmm. we went to the church that we went to down there. That's right. I actually met the doctor who delivered Dr. you. Yes. Dr. Edmondson. Mm-hmm. Yep, he went to that church. That's Got right. Got to visit with people that used to be in our small group. Yes, that's yep. right. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was a great I'm one. I'm guessing that neither of us got it right, though. Neither of you got it right. Those were both very good, though. I put, when we painted her room <laughs> into a garden. That's right. We I was here Sydney. at this house. It was here at this house. She was eight. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. she was around eight. And she wanted her walls to look like a garden. So we painted the blue sky, light blue sky, green grass and then we did all kinds of free-handed flowers. flowers and things and then she put her little thumbprint in yellow paint in yellow paint and put it on the wall and we made bumblebees out of them that's right which is hilarious because she is terrified of a bees. Bee. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but she wanted the little wall. Yes. Well, she they, wanted cute they little bees. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. Cute, non-moving, buzzing bees. That's yeah. right. She yes. wanted to wake up every day and remember that she hated bees. <laughs> she would see them there. And she could squash them on the wall. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they pounding in the house. <laughs> it was adorable. We had stamps. Yes. Flowers with stamps on them that we put mm-hmm. on and we added our own greenery and Right. It was we made a, lot of fun. A, we made a big sunshine yep. um, 
in the corner and yeah, yeah. it was a lot of fun yeah yeah it is funny the memories that we all like our favorite memories about things right because right. i re- come up i really right. wouldn't have even thought of a couple of those things right yeah or and been able were, to remember them and there were a couple that i thought of that i thought mm, maybe not share with everybody i'm surprised you didn't come up with sydney questions like uh, best favorite candle scent or favorite <laughs> tree <laughs> If you could be a candle set, which one would you be? Which one would I be? Yeah, that's Always. Mrs. Anderson. That that's mm-hmm. Trish that doesn't love those kind of questions. <laughs> so that was very fun, very fun discussion of Mother's Day, and we hope that all of you enjoy your Mother's Day and have an opportunity to celebrate your mom or your wife, spouse, whoever it may be that particular day. So, as always, we end the discussion with future festivities for the week. Uh, this, In this case, it's the week of May 13th. So, May 13th is Leprechaun Day, which is kind of... Really? Yeah, it's kind of separated from... March 17th of St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day, right. May 14th is Dance Like a Chicken Day. Mm-hmm. Which I imagine would be horribly traumatic for you, Sydney. Do you remember uh, why? Yes, at my preschool graduation... Her four-year-old. We were all up on the stage, and the class that was younger than us stood up. The and, three-year-old graduates? Yes, and all did the chicken dance. <laughs> and I was... The look of horror on my face is so comical now that we look back at the home like, videos. Her mouth is open, her eyes are wide. She's like, like, she couldn't believe what they were doing. Yes. Yeah. I did not have to participate, but I was just horrified that they were like. And there that. was a point when like, her eyes were looking around at like other people, like... <laughs> Are, are you just going to let them do this? <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't mind the chicken dance or anything like that now, but... Back yeah. then. Mm-hmm. So that was another of those stories. Okay, May 15th. Oh, that sounds familiar. What oh, is that May would be 15th? Randy's birthday day! Oh, that's oh. right. It's my birthday. It's also National Chocolate Chip Day. Nice. I know, right? Chocolate chip cookies on your birthday. Coincidentally, you also you have to eat whatever is on your birthday, whatever oh. that that day is. So it's good that it's not May sixteenth, which is National Sea Monkey Day. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would be unfortunate. National Sea Monkey Day. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes if you hear like a holiday, you think, hmm, really? It's because there weren't a lot of choices that day. <laughs> May sixteenth was one of them. May seventeenth is National Bike to Work Day, and then May eighteenth is Armed Forces Day. So. You can always find us on social media, on Twitter, at Holiday underscore Moons, or on Instagram, at Holiday Moons, one word. On Facebook, you can find both a Facebook page and a group by searching Holiday Moons, one word. And on Gmail, you can find us at HolidayMoons at gmail.com. So for Randy, Beth, Cole, and Sydney, Happy Happy Mother's Mother's Day. Day! Bye-bye.